0: Hi, this is Paul Butler. I'm the Senior Pastor of New Heart Baptist Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope that this podcast will be a great blessing to you and encourage your life. The word herald angel kept coming to me. I can't understand why it would come to me at this time of year. Um, But... um... I, I used to, to say, Huck, now the hairy angels sing and and your kids have never done that and you've never seen that. But um, it's not a, a word that's common in our vocabulary or in our uh, normal speech, herald, right? The closest thing I can think of is the Sydney morning... Um, is a herald car, is there? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Um so um, but a herald, um, that's a picture of an angelic herald um, and in the stories of Jesus's birth there, there's a lot of angels happening, have you noticed that? So in Matthew we learn that an angel comes to Joseph and tells him what's going to happen and he's a bit freaked out. Uh, can anybody else tell me what other angels appeared, and to who? We know Gabriel, who was named, but who else did uh, angels appear to? Whoa, 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 whoa! Zechariah, thank you, Luke. All right. So uh, angels appear to Zechariah, an angel appears next to Mary, and then next to. could be that Mike maybe that is is he an angel (laughs) ask Jackie well as as my wife says you're an angel darling you're always harping (laughs) she doesn't really hi darling that's just my dad joke from my dad my dad says that all the time Um, uh, so there's a lot of angelic visitations um, but the word herald doesn't appear so why does the Christmas carol say, hark now hear the herald angels sing? The Bible actually doesn't use the word herald. So why does it say that? It's a common usage. It's actually describing what an angel, so the word angel simply means messenger, and a herald means someone who is an official who announces proclaims and we sometimes use the word in Greek to describe preaching and the heralds this is an angelic herald a messenger who is to announce and then the word so the word is so there you have the Greek words herald who's an official Usually connected to an emperor or a king, and to do his announcing, so a very special job. And that herald had the, the uh, a special. He was an envoy. He was to be sent to wherever the king would have him go, and he was only to say what he was told to say. He was not to say what he thought. He was not an orator. He was not a teacher. He was not someone that was going around saying what he thought. He was there to tell people what the king wanted them to hear. In our stories from Christmas, we have a herald angel, an official from God with a message. And that message happens to be a good news message. So you have all these words coming together and what's really interesting is is that this all was happening in the background behind Christianity, in the in the secular world where you had, in um, Luke chapter two, Luke introduces us to Augustus Caesar, and he also, and then Matthew introduces us to Herod, Herod the Great. And all these secular terms, but these kings and these emperors all had official heralds who were in their court and they would write out, they they would have a scribe and the king would say, take a note, and the scribe would write down and then he'd give it to the herald and he'd say, "All to heralds, because there would be multiple heralds going in every direction, go and take this message to the kingdom. I want them to know. Now when a king had something good to say, it was called eugelium it was good news so if a king said listen i've defeated all our enemies and i want everybody in my empire to know he would send his heralds and say heralds go and tell them we won the the battle we have peace we no longer are threatened by that people and that people and that people this is good news go and tell them good news augustus caesar has brought peace to the world he is the divine sunlight and everything is good about him so that was happening And Luke comes along, so we have this thing that's political. It's about the good news of of the empire, of kings, of emperors, and then God, who created all things, who rules over all things, sends his angelic messengers, his heralds, to do what? To proclaim his good news over who? About who? And about what he was about to do. My sermon title is We Are Herald Angels. Not that we are angelic beings in the presence of God, but we are heralds, we are officials, we are called, we are sent, and we are set apart as heralds, announcers, proclaimers, and I. Don't want to put the word preaching because whenever you hear the word preaching, you think of me. So don't think of me. Think about that God has set you apart. He's called you. He's sent you and he's set you apart to announce good news. This is an official job. This is not just for me. Because if you use the word proclaim, which is often used to, in the word announce or preach in this word, that word, where is it? kerex which is in in a verb it's like this preaching announcing good news to all men you might discount yourself but no 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 how many herald angels do i see here you don't have to have wings and you don't have to have a trumpet i have good news for you we're going to read a story about why you qualify as a heralding angel this morning why you leave here As somebody who is called by God who has been set apart by God and who has been sent by God to be his heralding angel to a new generation and to prepare the way of the Lord so let's hear this story hopefully you'll you'll get to see who the heralding angel is in this story and maybe not who you think it is that night there were shepherds staying in their fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep well shepherds wash their their socks by night is another one that I often do suddenly an angel of the Lord a messenger of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them the radiance of the Lord appeared the angel of the Lord appeared and the radiance of the Lord's glory why did that happen? Why is there the Lord's glory surrounded them? came from the presence of God. Um, Do you know when we spend time in God's presence, His glory gets on us? Uh, Think about Moses who went up to Mount Sinai and spent time in the Lord's presence and he came down and he was so filled with the glory of God that his face beamed and it scared people when you spend that time in god's presence and you seek his face his glory gets on you i think it can be seen not with natural eyes but it can be seen and people can sense this person has been with god how how does that what does that look like it glows But, Glow's, what's that look like in in your experience with people who are close to God? You know, the glory of God was such on Paul and Peter that it said that even their shadow, people will walk past in their shadow and people will get healed. (laughs) That's pretty close to Jesus, don't you think? The glory of God, the power of God, all that He is, gets on us and then it gets on others. It's really incredible but the angels who spend time in the presence of God they're, they're, the Lord's glory surrounded them it wasn't their glory but that got on them and when they got sent by God to the shepherds uh, the, the glory just come around and they were terrified that's the shepherds but the angel reassured them don't be afraid he said I bring you good news that will bring you great joy to all people Here's an interesting thing, uh, I don't use the word gospel, not because it's wrong, but it's because it's a word that people don't get. Most of us have hear the word gospel, I think it was in one of our songs perhaps this morning, but I don't use the word gospel because the average man doesn't understand the word gospel. So I use the word good news, which is exactly what it is. It was good news when um, the, angels, the angels were sent with good news. But you could even put the word gospel there. I bring you gospel that will bring great joy to all people. I've got to tell you, we've got to get that little sentence, and we've got to embed it embedded in our brains, in our hearts, and we've got to understand this: the good news that you received, that gave you great joy, is a great joy to every person who takes hold of it. This man here, this young man here, who had a brain in, serious brain injury, and who who realized even in himself that out of his great brokenness and he's trying like he's a broken physically broken he's got a brain injury and he's still trying he's very positive guy before he met he was still positive all the positive energy and all the positive thinking wasn't getting him anywhere and yet he'd improved so much but he knew there was something missing there's this great joy that's come into his life and it's Jesus We've got to understand when you bring good news, it will bring great joy to all people. And we've got to stop being so negative about the idea that people will reject this good news that we have. Yes, here's the truth. The good news will not be received by all people. John 3.17 says, but to all who believed, he gave them the right to become children of God. He said, some didn't receive it. But to all who believed, he gave the right to become children of God. This is the good news. Not everybody wants it. But I've got good news. There are lots of people who do. And it's great joy when they get it. The Saviour, yes. The Messiah. The Saviour. Jesus. Yes. Messiah. What's the other word for Messiah? Christ. Jesus Christ. The Lord. These three words are the big three words about the good news. Jesus is Yahweh, God, Son of God. Jesus is Saviour, that's his name, Jesus. And he is Messiah, Christ. His name is everything that we need to know about the good news. He became human, Jesus. He became a Saviour. He became a Messiah. He became to establish God's kingdom and eternal rule. And he is God. He is the Son of God. And he has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. That was a prophecy fulfilled. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. That's actually, um, Luke is telling us a little prophetic tag to Micah, where it talks about that the Messiah would be born um, in the tower of, help me Chris, Big Big Dal. Migdal, that's right, Tower of Migdal. So there was this expectation, this place where the royal herds of sheep, uh, not herds of sheep, flock of sheep were, were were kept, and there was this tower called the Tower of Migdal, and that's where Messiah would be born. And guess where Jesus is born? In a manger, in a feedlot for sheep. God fulfills his promises. That was that promise to Micah was hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus is born. And Jesus is born in a manger to prove that God fulfills his word. And suddenly the messenger, the angel, was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. It's really interesting. Each of the gospel writers has a theme. One of the, that that Jesus would bring and the, the theme that comes with Luke is peace. Jesus rose from the dead and said, peace be with you. And he will bring peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, what? This is where the herald angels passed the baton. Because you know, a herald had a baton. And it was, they took that baton as a sign of their authority to speak on behalf of the king, to declare the good news about their king in the king's words. And at some stage, This is what's happened. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village. They found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherd told everyone what had happened. Who did they? How many? Everyone. Everyone. What had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. They weren't going around telling other people about what they thought about their child. They were telling them exactly what the angel had said about this child. They were repeating the good news. They became herald angels. They were officially, go and tell. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. This is before Jesus has even done anything Just imagine the next 30 years for the people that heard about that. What's the stories going on in Israel for the next 30 years? They, the news had got around that he'd come, but they lost track of him. Because Jesus, the next step was Jesus went to Egypt. And he went somewhere else. We're not sure. I think it was back to Nazareth for six months and the Magi visited him there the Magi didn't visit him in Bethlehem by the way I got told that by uh, one of the kids at a what I call our Christmas debacle (laughs) where I'm trying to tell a story and the kids took over the story no no there's not there's more than three wise men and they they retold the story from where I just went oh okay you tell the story (laughs) what am I saying to you The least likely people to be heralding angels were the shepherds that heard the story. Can I just say to you that no one here does not qualify to be a heralding angel? Shepherds were lowly. Some were, these particular ones were considered a priestly caste of shepherds. But can I just say to you that sometimes we, we think that the whole good news telling, this heralding, this message that we've got is for special people. And can I just say to you, I want to say to you that in Romans 1, which I shared with you the last time I was here, we talked about Paul said, I'm a, I'm a slave, a bond slave of Jesus. And he says that I've been called as an apostle and set apart for the good news of God. And then he goes on and he says, you are too. Can I just say to you that you are a heralding angel? And whatever's great joy to you is going to be a great jo- What has changed your life or how God has changed your life through Jesus Christ our Lord? He's got a message in your heart that's going to change other people's lives. I truly believe our world needs Jesus. And I truly believe that the message of good news has been given to the church of Jesus Christ to be heralded throughout the earth so that all nations. Paul in Romans 1 said that he was an apostle to the Gentiles and he said, I consider this a privilege, a grace, and an apostleship. I've been sent to this great work to share Jesus with people. I I will continue to the day I die to encourage all of you and myself to remind myself this is my highest priority in my life. Because if I die and I have kept that message to myself, then others miss out on that. And I just can't imagine that. I want a, that message to go out from us like a heralding angel who's been in the presence of God, who comes and announces to these, pe- to these shepherds and he goes, I'm telling you, now you go and tell everybody what you've seen and heard me say. I couldn't think of a more lowly group of people to begin this message to, but God chose the lowliest of people working with sheep to be the first people to go out and tell people And I'm telling you you and I we're just lowly people right I love the fact that when Jesus's disciples were identified as ordinary unschooled people that had been with Jesus that they were the ones who were identified as the ones who were sharing the heralding angel angels who were sharing the good news to people and the whole world was being turned upside down you and I are just ordinary people, but we're disciples of Jesus. And I want to say you have an official position. You, have, you are heralding angels. You've been called by God. You've been set apart for the good news. And you've been sent by God into this world to do that. Who would agree with that? I'm going to pray and and, um, I'm going to give you one activation for you to do this week. Um, I have been praying, Lord, would you give me a God appointment? How many people pray that regularly? Uh, If you don't pray it regularly, can I just say, begin to do that every day this week? God, God, I want a God appointment today. What does a God appointment look like? Um, did you see the Tracy? Have we shown the Tracy video? You're going to see a, a video from Tracy from Logan um, uh, next week. Um, I can't steal that thunder. Um, but uh, Tracy told me another story. <laughs> which I think I can tell. Um, Basically, this is what happened. She got the directions to a homeless lady living in a cemetery in Logan. No fixed address. And the Lord led her to this lady. Um, My God appointment was to give um, Tracy some clothes. Tracy had them in the back of her car. When Tracy found this lady which the Lord led her to because she prays for God appointments, led her to this lady who is just homeless, unable to find accommodation, living in her car and using the cemetery as a place for her toilet and for some shelter, right? Outside of her car. The Lord led her there and Tracy was able to give her some food and some clothes that I'd given to her. No big deal for me, I'm just part of a group of people here who are heralding angels. Tracy is one of those people. And wherever you go, I'm part of you and you're part of me, and I'm hearing your stories of you heralding angels, sharing the good news with people. But here's where it starts. It starts with, Lord, would you guide me to the people that you want me to share the good news to? Who would be prepared to start praying that prayer every day? All right, what I'd like you to do, just to finish off this sermon, would you just pray with each, get into groups and just pray for one another right now and just pray for God appointments this week that you might be able to see and have a story to tell of your own God appointment, your own God spotting, how God works in your life, and be sharing, sure encouraging one another that the good news is going out. God bless you.